Anybody else here, we'll baptize you too. Psalms 103, verse 8. Let's just say it one time. God is good. Come on, say it with me. God is good. How? All the time. Verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger. He is plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10, listen closely. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, and he remembereth that we are dust. You can be seated because you've been standing so long. I want to read in the Living Bible translation those very scriptures again. This is what the Living Bible had to say. He is merciful and tender toward those who don't deserve it. He is slow to get angry and full of kindness and love. He never bears a grudge nor remains angry forever. He has not punished us as we Deserve for all of our sins, for his mercy toward those that fear and honor him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west. He is like a father to us, tender and sympathetic to those who reverence him, for he knows we are but dust, and that our days are few and brief, like grass, like flowers, blown by the wind, and gone forever. If you go back to the Old Testament, and you do a study of what God set up for Israel in their worship, it was called the tabernacle in the wilderness. I could go through all the, the workings and the furniture, the entrance, and what had to happen. But here's what I do know. There was a curtain in that tabernacle that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. Not just anybody could go into the holy of holies. The priest went in once a year. And he would offer sacrifice to roll the sins of Israel forward. But in that holy of holies was what we know as the Ark of the Covenant. There's a lot of sermons that could be preached on the Ark of the Covenant. But above the Ark of the Covenant was a place that I love. It was a place called the mercy seat. But on that mercy seat or beside that mercy seat on each side were two cherubims. And those cherubims were stretched over that mercy seat. It was there 
that the priest would sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. It was for the sins of the nation of Israel. The mercy seat is a, is a prime place in the tabernacle. Matter of fact, probably the most important place in the tabernacle. Here's what the Bible said about it in Exodus chapter 25. And verse 17, it said, Thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubics and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubic and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beaten work shalt thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. And make one cherubim on the one end, and the other cherubim on the other end, even of the mercy seat shall she make shall you make the cherubims on the two ends thereof, and the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings, and their face shall look one to another toward the mercy seat, while the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be, and thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And in thou and the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. Now watch verse 22. And there the Lord said, I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, and of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. So what the Lord said was this, the place that I am going to show up and talk to you and meet you is on the mercy seat. I will come and I will meet you there, he said. I will, I will meet you between the cherubims on top of the Ark of the Covenant and that beautiful made mercy seat. It was God that said through the prophet Joel, there now also, therefore and also now, he said, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and with mourning. He said, rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. It has always been in the plan of God to show mercy and grace to his people. He started out being a merciful God. Let me just tell you, if I could lay out every time that God was merciful to those Israelites, every time that God was merciful, merciful to the prophets of old, to the people of past days. There would not be enough time, this service, or in this day to tell you how merciful God is. But David picked up the pen and said, He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He is plenteous in mercy. And then he said this because David knew it to be so. He said, He hadn't dealt with me by my sin. 
He hasn't rewarded me according to my iniquities, but he's shown me mercy. He's given me more mercy than I deserve. The mercy seat was good for the Old Testament, but let me tell you, the God of that mercy seat is still handing out mercy in 2022. He is the God of great mercy. That's why in the New Testament, James said, Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercies. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't come to preach to you some new revelation today. I come to tell this church and every guest and everybody in this room today that God designed this service for you to let you know that the mercies of God are still being extended in 2022. God is not a God that has come to throw you in hell. He's not a God that even wants you to go to hell. He said, I will do whatever I've got to do to keep you from hell and I want to tell you today that the mercies of God are upon this place on this Sunday morning he loves you he loves you in spite of who you are he loves you in spite of what you've done he loves you in spite of where you've been He loves you in spite of all your past. He loves you no matter how wicked you've been or even how wicked you are right now. He just loves you and he wants to extend a hand of mercy unto you this morning. If I could get through to one person today, if I could just tell you of the tender mercies of God, when I was praying early this morning, I just began to weep and say, thank you, God. I don't know where I'd be without the mercies of God. I've never been a drug addict. I've never been hooked on alcohol. I've never had had the kind of lifestyle that a lot of people have, and I'm not bragging about that, but I want to tell you he has been merciful to me. He saved me from a lot of things. Some of you, he saved you out of a lot of things but he saved me from a lot of things when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah thank God for the mercies of God somebody shout hallelujah here right now the Bible said David David boy he talked about mercy as a matter of fact in case you're wondering mercy the word mercy is in the scriptures in the King James Version 276 times 276 times David boy he was he was he was all about the mercies of God I'll give you just a couple of things in Psalms 103 and verse 17 he said but the mercy of the Lord is from, I want you to listen to this, from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children. In other words, he'll bless my children and then he'll bless their children with the mercies of God. Hallelujah. Psalms 106, he said in verse 1, praise you the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For what? His mercy. His mercy. Somebody shout his mercy. His mercy, he said, is going to endure forever. It will 
never run out. You can't have enough of it. You can't get rid of it. It doesn't matter how far you go. The mercies of the Lord are being extended to you. 26 times, 26 times in Psalms 136, the Bible said, for his mercy endureth forever. That's one chapter, 26 times. He said his mercy endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you today, but if I don't have anything else to shout about, I'm gonna shout about his mercy this morning because he picked me up out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He gave me hope when I didn't have hope. He is a merciful God. Don't ever run out. It's from everlasting to everlasting. It'll be here when we're all gone. It was here when we got here. God sees our failure. That's why the Bible said, he remembereth that we are dust. You need to remember that scripture. He knows that you're going to make mistakes. He knows that you have a human spirit. He knows that you're going through situations in your life. He knows that you're going to stumble every once in a while. That's why he makes, that's why the Bible said, listen to this. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Every day, every day, every day. Does this mean you sin a little bit every day? No, but in case I fail, his mercies are brand new every morning. I'm in the scripture. It's the mercies of God that we are not consumed. It's a wonder we aren't all in hell. I told the Lord in prayer, I said, Lord, if it wasn't for you, I'd already be in hell. Come on, church. I'm not, you, some of you forgot the cleansing that God gave you. You forgot where God drug you out of. You forgot what God's done in your life. You forgot how big a miracle it was when he picked you up out of that mire, out of that sin that you were in. Your soul was lost. Your life was dim- diminished and hopeless. You had nothing, but God picked you up. You know why? Because he had mercy on you. He didn't have to do it. He didn't have to go to Calvary. He didn't have to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He didn't have to touch your life. He did it because he loves you and he is a merciful God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just, I just want you to grasp today that every day you get up There's plenty of mercy because God puts out a new supply every morning. You look in the New Testament. The Old Testament talked about the mercy seat and the mercies of God. And over and over and over it was talked about, especially in the book of Psalms, the mercies of God are talked about so much and so many times. But let me show you what happened in the New Testament when Jesus came and when... when, uh, when the Lord manifests himself in the flesh. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 27, when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, watch this, it's on the screen. Thou 
son of David, have mercy on us. They were blind. They couldn't see. They were desperate. You ever been desperate? They, they needed a miracle. And when he, the Bible said, was come into the house, the blind men came to him and said unto him, Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? And they said unto the Lord, Yea, Lord. Then, then, after what? After they said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. The Bible said he touched their eyes. And he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were open. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, see that no man know it. Don't tell anybody. How are you going to not tell anybody when you were blind and suddenly you can see? He knew what he was doing. But let me tell you, no miracle went untold. And nothing went untold that Jesus healed or touched. And he did it over and over and over and over. The Bible said in Matthew 15, there was a woman of Canaan that came and her girl was vexed of the devil. I won't read the whole scripture, but here's what she said. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. The bottom line is, he said, oh, great is thy faith, be it unto you. That's the bottom line. When you come for mercy, you will find mercy. You may need a healing. You may need a deliverance. You may need a saving. You may need something to happen in your life. But when you cry unto God with a voice of, of, of praise and, and worship and you're saying, oh, Lord, I believe you right now. I need mercy in my life. I want to tell you that God is going to extend mercy to you. In this room today are many witnesses of the mercies of God. There's drug addicts here, used to be. There's alcoholics here, used to be. There's people from all kind of lifestyles here, used to be. But for the mercies of God, we are here. That man in Matthew 17 with that lunatic son, what an amazing story. He said, Lord, do you have mercy on my son? My son's a lunatic and he's sore vexed and sometimes he falls into the fire and sometimes he falls in the water. He said, I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't help him. Lord, I need some mercy today. Oh, Jesus looked at him and said, Faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and how long shall I suffer you? Just bring him to me. Just bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. You know what? That's what's going to happen in this room this morning. Jesus is about to rebuke the devil. And he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Could I talk to somebody today? I don't know who all I'm talking to. It may be one or two or ten or twenty or every one of us, but I want to tell you something today. If you're tired of your situation and you're tired of being who you are and what you are and you're tired of the devil upon your shoulder telling you lies, what you need to do today is pull a blind Bartimaeus and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He will know what you need and he will take care of that. When you need mercy, you need it right then. Amen. I don't need mercy next Christmas. 
I need mercy today. I need mercy in, in the right now. That's why, that's why when folks that come to the Lord over and over and over, when, when, when they would, would come to Jesus, what, what one of them the Lord tried to put off, and, and he told the woman, he said, you're, you're, you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile, and I don't feed the bread to the dogs. And she said, Lord, I'm, I, I, even, the, even the dogs get the crumbs. Could I just have a crumb? I need a miracle today. I need mercy today. I don't need it next month or next week, or I may need it next month, but I'm telling you, I need it right now. I need God for you to do something right now. Here's the, here's the God that I'm talking about today. He never passes up a problem. I'm telling you from the heart of, 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 of a preacher that loves you today, he will not pass you up if you will cry unto him and say, God, I need mercy today. I need you to touch my situation. I need you to touch my kids. I need you to touch my job. I need you to touch my life. I need you to touch my finances. I need mercy today. I'm here to tell you God has never walked away from anybody that said, oh God, I need mercy today. I know it's simple. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just preaching the scriptures to you today. But the Bible said he didn't deal with you according to your sin. Do you know where you'd be today if he dealt with you according to your sin? You wouldn't be in this church. You wouldn't be worshiping God today. You'd be out of here, honey. Some of us be in the nut house. Some of us be in the bar rooms. Some of us would be on the street without a home. Some of us be beggars and paupers. Amen. We'd be without God. We'd be without family. We'd be without hope. Our life would be in shatters. I, I, I pass people on the street all the time, and you see them too, homeless people. I, 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 I was at a business not long ago, and and, I, and I, in our city, and I, my wife and I, we, we left, and I, I saw this guy come back and, or come by, and I knew, I knew immediately what was wrong with him. And, I, and I, he, was, he was so high that he, he didn't know where he was going. He, he didn't, he, I mean, really, he was just, he was out of it. He, you, you could tell by his actions and tell by, by the things that he was doing. And, and so I just followed him a little bit. I just made the block, and I watched, and I watched him. And, and, and let me tell you, I won't tell you the whole story, but let me just tell you this. There's millions out there that are in the same shape. They need God so bad, and nobody has told them that he's a God of mercy, and nobody has informed them that he can fix that. He can do that. He can take away your addictions. He can fix your problems. Problems. You don't have to go to some, some great specialist somewhere. I'm preaching to you that God is the specialist, that God is the great doctor. He is the great psychologist. He is the great counselor. He is the great physician. He can do what nobody else can do. And if you'll cry out to God for mercy today, he will help you. Now, I couldn't preach like this if the day that Bartimaeus would have cried out and the Lord would have said, who is that? Oh, that's Bartimaeus. Tell him to hush. I'm trying to preach. No, no, no. The disciples said, shh. Hey, you're disturbing everything. Shh. Be quiet. Go read your Bible. You know what he did? 
Anybody know what he did? He got louder. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're, have, we're trying to have a real nice church service here. Shh. Could I, could I just tell you, my, this is not in the Bible. I'm going to preach from 1st DG for a minute, okay? I love to get the picture, Brother Ed. I, I believe he might have cupped his hands over his mouth and said it like this. Grab your ears if you're so sensitive. Jesus! I told y'all to grab your ears. Thou son of David! He said, who's that? Who's calling me? Oh, that's old blind Bartimaeus. What if he would have turned around and said, oh, I ain't got time. Look, there's, you're blind. You, you know, you've been blind all your life. That's not the God I serve. There's never been anybody that has cried out for mercy that God has turned his back on. Let me tell you his mercy. I'm preaching Bible today. It's from everlasting to everlasting. It endureth forever. It never runs out. It is an inexhaustive supply. You can't. You can't run out of the mercy of God. You can't get away from the mercies of God. Look, I've seen the prayers of praying mamas reach the throne of God for the mercy of God. Had God reach in and snatch somebody off the bar stool. Had God save them from a drug world. Had God do some miracles that nobody else could do. Why? Because his mercy endureth forever. Stand up all over this house with me. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Ah, hallelujah. 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 It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how far you've been. Listen to me right now. I want you to tell the devil he's a liar. I want the devil to know that there is no truth in him. I want the devil to know that he's blind to people in this congregation today. You know what he'd like for you to believe? There's no way God's going to forgive you. Help me out. No way God's going to forgive you. You went too far. You've done too much. Besides that, you asked for forgiveness, and now you've done it again. As a matter of fact, you didn't do it again. You've done it over and over and over. You've asked God to forgive you, and yet you didn't really repent. God, God's not going to put up with you anymore. I can't tell you. I went to a man's house many years ago. I was teaching him a home Bible study. He called me one night in the middle of the night. He said, Preacher, I need to talk to you. I said, Okay, I'm on my way. Middle of the night, true story. When I got there, he was a little short guy. I was taller than him, so you know he was short. A little short guy. He's a good fella. He, he, I used to call him Duck. He walked like a duck. But he was just crying. He said, I don't, I don't believe God's going to forgive me. I've been teaching him on Bible study. God will forgive you. God will fill you with his spirit. God, God will save you. God will help you. He said, I don't, I don't believe God's going to forgive me. I said, why? He said, you don't know how many people I killed when I was in the army. You don't know how many people I watched die. You don't know how many people. He said, that all. I said, Charles, that's a lie. That's a lie. The devil is a liar. Because I don't care what sin you've committed today. 
becomes bigger and his blood will cleanse you from all sin. We've had people sit in these pews before that said, I murdered somebody. God will forgive you. I've been out there, preacher. I've lived such a horrible life. I, I put my arm around him that day and, and I prayed with him and I said, Charles, God, God's going to stick up you over this. And sure enough, he did. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost and he was a good man. But, but he couldn't get over the fact that the devil had convinced him that there was no mercy for him. Ladies and gentlemen, in this room today, I don't know who you are, but I know what the Holy Ghost is telling me. And there's some of you that need to walk out right now and put your hands in the air and walk down this aisle and say, Lord, I need your mercy. I need the Spirit of God to overflow me right now. I need a miracle in my life. You may not have killed anybody. You may just have had a bad attitude. You may have just been through some situations in your family. You may be going through a trial in your life. No, you don't have to tell me. That's not what this is about. What you need to do is walk down here and say, God, I need mercy this morning. I need your mercy because he will not deal with you. He will not deal with you according to your sin. He will not reward you according to your iniquity. But as the heaven is high above the earth, he will love you and show you his mercy.